is the Open Micers Podcast. My name is Jason Robbins. I'm Jacob Craig. Yes, he is. <laughs> and Big Bear Tooth, Eric Scarabin. That's right. That's our guest we're talking to tonight, Mr. Eric Scarabin. Um, you know, we when we first started talking about doing this podcast, we were just going to mainly stick with like open mic comics and things of that nature. But I was like, you know what? Why don't we spread out and do not only comedians, but also actors like background actors, uh, character actors, um, you know, because I got a lot of people in my network of friends that are in the acting community. And, um, you know, we're going to do mus- musicians and things of, of that nature. People basically people at the bottom <laughs> level of the, uh, the the entertainment industry trying to make a name for themselves. And uh, Eric's right yeah. down there with me. <laughs> we actually we were um, is is Cornbread Cosa Nostra the only movie that we've been in together? I think so. Yeah, so we were both in a movie called The Cornbread Cosa Nostra, and uh, Eric's actually done a lot bigger movies than that. So uh, I'm going to let you kind of yeah. tell a little bit about yourself, how you got into acting, and uh, you have a nice little uh, Nicolas Cage story for us tonight. Oh, yeah. But how did I get into acting? Tell you what, uh, I met Creek Wilson, mm-hmm. and he said, man, you should come down to Jeremy uh, London's acting class. And I was like, like... To Jeremy London from Mallrats? The hell is he doing in Mississippi? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, I went. I decided to go, and then for some reason, my good looks, of course, probably, but they asked me to audition for a Nick Cage movie. And now I've been to one class at this point. I walk in, do my thing, don't remember what the hell went on in that room because that's how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to forget everything. It's supposed to be that character, right? Yeah. Before I got to the highway, which is only a mile away from the office where I auditioned at, they had already called me and said, we got to part. We'll be sending the contract over. So my heart is, what the hell just <laughs> happened? The fat man did something right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, okay, so it comes three weeks later. Right, we're on set. Now, this is the day before I shot. I got to go and hang out with my buddy that, well, two of my buddies that are no longer with us. Yeah, Nathan. Um, Boogie Dabney and Nathan Smith. Mm-hmm. And Nicholas Cage stands there. He eyes, uh, what's her name? Franca Patente eating a peach. And she says in her thick German accent, you know, peaches. I love peaches. I love the fruit everywhere from here, but especially the peaches. And, you know, Nick's ears perked up, his whole body straightened up. He says, peaches. I could eat a peach for hours. Now, she's like, <laughs> didn't get it because everybody went silent waiting for her to start laughing, but he's literally reciting his line from Face Off, right? Whenever he tells the lady, I could eat a peach for hours, of course, everybody thinks that she's going to uh, get it, but she didn't get it. And then she finally got it because her eyes went big, and she's like, oh, what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Fast forward to the next day. We're sitting there getting on set. The little director comes up to me. Her name is Maria Polera. And she comes up. She says, Eric, now, I don't know how to say this in her little voice. And she's like, would you mind showing a little bit of your butt crap, kind of like a plumber? <laughs> I was like, you tell me you're going to pay me to moon people. And you're asking my permission. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Hell yeah. So they bring Cage in. But at that time, they had a makeup lady and a wardrobe lady on each side of my ass 
trying to get just the right amount of butt crack to show. They're putting on fake little pimples. They're they're putting on little pimples, and I'm like, man, this shit better look good. <laughs> I'm sitting there having women feel on my butt in a way that I do not really like. <laughs> so this, he walks up, he sees it, and his eyes get big. And I'm like, oh fuck, here we go. All right, you can see the gears turning already. So he immediately asks Miss Maria. He says, "Am I not supposed to have props?" She says, "Oh yeah." So they're bringing his props now. In this scene, he has a, a rinky-dink coat cup and a raggedy hot dog that's way too big for the bun. So she brings it to him. He stands there. He looks at it. He smiles with that little Nicholas Cage smirk. That little. I'm like, oh, fuck. He says, uh, now, Miss Maria, because he always addressed her as Miss Maria. He refused to call her director or Maria or anything. He always addressed her by Miss Maria. To Miss Maria, now, I was trying to figure out how we do this. Should we put lay the hot dog in to make sure it, it just looks like it doesn't fit, you know, full wiener just hanging up? Or should we pull it back so it looks like it fits in the bun? Now, she has no clue <laughs> where this shit is going. <clears throat> Zero clue. So he's, she says, well, let me see it both ways. So he takes it all serious. He slides the hot dog back, holds his arm over it, makes it look like it fits. And she says, oh, let's see it the other way. So she said, okay, so let's go full wiener. And he hung it up. He says, let's go full wiener. He says, well, don't you think that's kind of suggestive with his ass halfway out? <laughs> <laughs> now me, at that point, you're like, holy shit, a damn... Oscar winner just made a joke at my expense and I'm laughing so hard I start coughing everybody just started laughing my buddy David Marion was uh first assistant on there he started laughing so hard that he's just like man let's take five this is some bullshit because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even Nick Cage was laughing man so how he does it hit. how does it feel to have an Oscar winner make a joke uh, <clears throat> at your ass cracks expense? <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, at least he noticed. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what movie was this on? It is called Between Worlds. It's still on Netflix right now. Oh, okay, you can watch it on almost every streaming service: Voodoo, Netflix. Uh, what is that other one? Amazon Prime. Yeah. iTunes. And uh, fast forward uh, till October last year, I get a call to audition for a part in a movie that has Rodrigo Santoro. Mm -hmm. He played Xerxes in 300. Mm -hmm. Dominic Fishback from The Hate You Give. Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, I could go on all day. The whole cast list is there. Um, what's that? crazy guy's name that played uh tommy lee and oh machine gun oh, yeah. kelly and i auditioned and before i left the room megan lewis you know she says don't worry you did good so i knew i was like yes <laughs> anytime she says that you know you nailed it before i got to the house they said um uh, we're gonna ask for your first refusal of course you know what that means yeah it means keep these dates open just in case yeah and so a couple of days later director got it he goes mm, that part's a little bit small let's move you to this part so i was like well you know i am a big guy so i kind of do fit in a bigger part you know? <laughs> <laughs> 
But that that movie is wild. As they have a pill that is invented that gives you temporary superpowers for five minutes. I've heard of this. What is it called again? Well, right now it's untitled still on uh, IMDb, but the working title was called Power. I think I heard Kind of like this. the TV show. Yeah. That's, how the, that's the way they hid it and stayed uh, under the radar while it was filming, even though everybody on the planet knew they were filming. Yeah. Hmm. So do you, so, t- go ahead. Oh, you go ahead, Jacob. So it, if you had one of these pills that gave you superpowers for five minutes, what, what pill would you go for? Uh, instantly uh, shrinking down to my size where I'm 20 years old again. When I was, no, no, I'm, I'm when 20 I years nice old right now. That ain't looking that good. Huh? <laughs> I'm 20 years old right now. That ain't looking that good for me, I, Chief. I was 189 pounds, Jack. Yeah. So you take two hundred and something pounds off of me right now, and then we're talking. You know what? That's an interesting question. If you could, if you had a pill that would give you a superpower for five minutes, what what would the superpower be? Oh man, I'd actually probably take. I'd want some kind of healing where I could just go punch somebody that I really know I can't whoop his ass. Yeah. (laughs) And then. When he stomps me into the ground, I stand right back up like nothing. He's like, oh, 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 maybe this is not such a good idea. I'm like, yeah, that's what I thought. You know what I would want? The ability to teleport myself and other objects so I could teleport myself inside of a bank vault and grab all the money and then teleport back out. Oh, you're right. That's a good one. God. That's a good one. Kind of like the Invisible Man. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking too. I was like, "Would I take which would be better, invisibility to where you could run into like the bank and and rob it and get out before and like nobody sees you, or just teleport inside the vault and then teleport back out?" Like that Wait, would. Did, didn't they have a movie right there where Hayden Christensen kind of did that? Yeah. Oh, it was Jumper, wasn't it? Wasn't that the name of yeah, it? Yeah, Jumper. Yeah, <laughs> I but forgot see, all about but that. But what movie. if you're like? But what if you're like Nightcrawler in uh, X2 X-Men United where you can only teleport where you can see so you can never get inside the bank vault unless someone opens it and they can see you. Yeah, but couldn't. Stupid. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I don't like How would you know how to go? What distance to go? How do you know how thick the walls are? Yeah, I can't. Exactly. You only have five minutes to figure out your powers, bro. (laughs) What would you pick? I would pick just simple penis enlargement because five minutes is all I need. Just get in, get oh, out, that is a great one. do the business, you know? Oh, you know what five else minutes, would be a cool five minutes? I can go a couple times. Yeah. Another cool ability. <laughs> Another uh, along those lines, a cool ability would be the ability to stop time for mm, an for in, five minutes, for five Ooh, minutes. For five minutes. That's like wishing for more wishes. You bastard. <laughs> Yeah, but because then man, if you could, that, yeah, that's cheating. <laughs> that's cheating but, right there, would man. It, would the would the time stop only last five minutes of your time? Well, no, you could stop time for as long as you wanted within that t- at that five minute period. Like you could stop time for an entire lifetime, but you, once you like snap to go back, like stop the time, like stop your power, you go back to the moment that you actually initiated the power you know what i'm saying uh 
Yeah, that's or, the that's the whole wishing for more wishes right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> I it think about just... shit like this all the time. This is what my brain does all day long. So I do nothing but think about stuff like this. Well, what about yeah. what about time travel? What about it? Oh, that would be a good one too, man. You could go back. I swear to God, I'm going back and sniping Hitler before he even <laughs> thinks about it. <laughs> Uh, I would go back in time to Trump's dad and be like, dude, condom, bro. Condom, bro. <laughs> dude, Where? I would go I would go back in time to my dad and be like, dude, condom, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Retroactive suicide. That's interesting. Yeah, there you go. Where I just fade out just to see what happens. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but what if you did that and. And you are still here. Well, that's the that's the trick. <laughs> they already explained this in uh, uh, Endgame, where if you go back to a point and you change something, you don't change your future. You change a different timeline's future. So you can't change anything in your past to affect where you are or your certain timeline. That's a stupid fucking rule. That's the only part of that movie I didn't Dude, like. It's the Back to the Future rule. It's the exact same rule in Back to the Future. They went back I'm, to Okay, here's I'm more butterfly effect, bro. Here's where <laughs> here's where Back to the Future 2 messed up because that was the the that was the rule, the time travel rule. But they were in 2015 and Biff went back to 1955 to give himself the book. So he would have had a different 2015 to come back to it. Wouldn't have been the same one. So he would have just disappeared forever, and Marty and the Doc would have been stuck in 2015 with no time machine, not knowing what happened to it. We just stepped into some serious nerd <laughs> shit right now. Damn it. I will dispute some time travel, uh, movie time travel stuff with everyone here. <laughs> I'm sure you will. I need to call Wally. I yeah. need to call someone for backup. I need someone on other opinions. I'm not educated rule. enough. So, Eric. I um, don't like that rule anymore. One thing I wanted to ask <laughs> you, and, and please don't take this the wrong way, but do you find that being, uh, you know, a, a bigger fellow, an, an interesting looking fellow, that, uh, you know, with the big, you look like Santa Claus over there. You know, you're like, I just want to sit uh, on yeah. your, I just want to sit about on growing up, spraying it white and, and playing. Santa I, Claus. I just want to sit on your, your big Jewish lap and tell you what I want for Christmas. <laughs> oh, you can sit on my lap. Mm. Uh, but do you find that it's, you know, it's easier to get, like, do you get offered more parts because of that? Or is it I get offered more specific parts if yeah. that makes sense yeah because yeah. I, I like biker I, biker yeah. psycho abusive husband all this <laughs> well actually I, I like riding a bike and i used to I know a couple buddies that are still in the mc but uh other than that most of the parts are stuff that i would not do yeah so that's why it's called acting yeah you got to be able to get there man See, because I find it hard to get parts because I'm just because you look like everybody else. Yeah, exactly. I look like everybody. <laughs> like nobody wants a 43 year old regular looking white dude for anything. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Right now, you look like Mister Clean with cataracts. I, I don't know. know. 
We haven't addressed what's going on with the glasses. Like a, Dude, uh, a, bro- a broken down, twice divorced English <laughs> high school teacher, man. But yeah. yeah. That's too accurate. <laughs> <laughs> broken down, divorced twice. Mm, I don't know, t-shirt shop worker, something yeah. like that, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I started wearing glasses like, a like few the weeks new ago. Version of clerks, man. Yeah, I had to I had to start wearing glasses a few weeks ago cuz it's just my eyes started hurting too much. So I just went and got me some readers and these help a lot, mm. especially looking at the computer screen. Yeah, that's what happens when you get old. Yes, it is. I, I went and got them some readers. Yeah, I got me some readers. Do our little podcast we got going on here. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so, sorry, um, you're a 43-year-old man. I don't need you. Dude, it's, I'm falling <laughs> apart. Of, dude, I, got, I had to go take my yearly physical yesterday. I got my blood drawn. They called me today and said, yeah, your cholesterol is like way higher than it was two years ago. So you need to eat better and <laughs> exercise. I'm like... Uh, it's, it's, man, it's we're getting they there would have a whole new chart of my fat ass <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man that's awesome they'd be like what how are you fucking breathing <laughs> yeah dude i'm are really lucky <laughs> i'm really lucky to be like to be fat and noticeably fat but every time i go to the doctor they don't even tell me that i need to lose weight or anything because they're like yeah dog you're you're good numbers are fine <laughs> but yeah you're fat but yeah. oh well like you're it's not affecting your health yet which sucks because i look really shitty it will and yeah. maybe not yeah like it will one day that, but those knees and those hips gonna go out Jack. Mm-hmm. oh day, yeah i already have back you're problems ready to get in the groove and you're gonna go crawl on the bed and that hip's gonna say no sir <laughs> your ass ain't going nowhere dude <laughs> my knees at this point, like I can't walk. I could never be a cat burglar at this point because my knees sound like popcorn wherever I walk. <laughs> Look, at, at what point in your life could you have been a cat burglar? Probably never. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not. And right after high school, right after wrestling season, I could have did it, man. Yeah. I got down to one day. I, I wrestled Daniel Cormier my senior year. Did you for real? Swear on the Holy Bible, I put my life on the line, Jack. Who won? Who the hell do you think? <laughs> so you see where he's so, at. Right? Uh, so you you competed I, I, in high school. Now this is gonna sound like a fake, but I can prove it because I have the yearbook, right? I wrestled Daniel Cormier. I played against Eli Manning and I played against Peyton Manning. Really? Wow. Yes. And they went to Newman High School to Manning's. I was at Burris High School. We, they were in our district. We played them every year. So you competed against arguably, because uh, there's a good chance, like there's a good case to make for Daniel Cormier to be the greatest mixed martial artist of all time. Yeah. And you competed against him <laughs> in a competition. Yeah, and I was the only one to make it to the second round that year. Really? So wow. I felt pretty good. That's incredible. <laughs> I was like, yeah, when I started thinking about it, I was like, hold on now. He done knocked out Stipe. He done beat uh freaking Ang- he could beat Anganu. Have did you watch that fight the other day? Holy hell. Yeah, that dude that killer. Like great train. But I you know, I, I feel good and then I, I got to sack Peyton Manning once, so I was all right with it. That's awesome. <laughs> hell yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, 
I think the only guy to ever beat DC in high school wrestling was uh was Kale Sanderson, who is inarguably the greatest uh, yeah, amateur. Literally, the only thing that kid ever did. Yeah, the greatest for sure. Yeah, from five or six years old or whatever it was, that's the only thing he ever wanted to do. So, do you get flashbacks when you like start watching like uh, DC do that 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 uh? High crotch single leg flip on guys like yeah. Gustafson, and <laughs> yeah, you start feel a little twitch. Him. He went for it three times, couldn't get it. Went for it the fourth time. I wasn't ready. How the fuck does that feel? <laughs> How do you think it feels? It feels like. <laughs> have you ever seen Married with Children? Yeah. You've seen the episode where they put all them fat guys, I mean, fat girls on him when he's laying on the bed? And <laughs> yeah, they yeah. tell him just to pile on. That's what it felt like, but all that force at one time. <laughs> It'd be like me jumping on you, buddy. Wow. Not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> it took the breath yeah, right and... out of me, and I was like, nope, I'm done. Go ahead, pin me. And he, he's with... done that exact same move on a like 6'5 Swedish men. Fucking <laughs> just some of the biggest, baddest dudes in the entire world. <laughs> Oh, well, I actually, uh, it didn't feel good back then, man. He was already getting ready to compete for the Olympics when I wrestled this bitch ass. Yeah. He beat me and everybody's like, do you know who you're wrestling? I'm like, don't tell me. I don't want to know because I didn't even know his name yet. Yeah. I had to have Alan Belcher run after me with a shank all day (laughs) for cornbread. What did you do? (laughs) Uh, in our, our scene for Cornbread Costa Nostra, I was in a, uh, a prison cafeteria with him, and he had to come after me with a shank. And let me tell you, even uh, though you're acting, watching Alan Belcher run after you with a shank is pretty frightening. Yeah. I mean, well, he's, not, he's not exactly a pushover. Hello? Nah. Yeah. I, I would honestly really probably... It, could you stop him? <laughs> no. No. No way. Dude... <laughs> We were roughly the same size, and we're both were around t- probably 220, 230 at that time. We were both about the same size, but he was 230 of solid muscle. I was 230 of cheeseburgers. That's what That was the difference yeah. right there. <laughs> I was, that's what I was saying. Since I'm built like a sumo, I'm pretty safe unless that knife is longer than six inches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you mentioned married, me you mentioned married with children, which is going to bring us up to our uh, – our top five for the night. And what we like to do with our guests is we like to go through a top five of their favorite something or other. And uh, in the past couple episodes, it's been top five roast comedians, top five uh, comedy writers. And tonight, um, since we have Mr. Eric on the show and he is an actor, top five TV shows sounded good to me. So we'll, we'll start with you, Eric. What is your number five favorite show of all time? Number five probably lost mm. because that's exactly how the hell I felt the whole entire time <laughs> completely like what the hell is going on because every time it looked like it was going one way they decided to jump the shark and go a completely different way I'll be honest I dropped off around the middle of season three I think when I dropped off of that show I never Not finished me. it out I was like hell if I'm in this far with this cluster fuck I'm gonna go ahead and just keep on going <laughs> yep <laughs> Fourth one, let's see. Well, I'm we'll, gonna have to say Sopranos. Okay. Well, usually we go around and we each do our five. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. 
But uh, uh, yeah, we'll go to you, Jacob. What's your number five favorite TV show? All right, my number five is Supernatural. Mm, and not a bad pick. I uh, no, not, yeah. not a bad pick at all. See, and and I'm conservative about including shows that aren't finished yet. Yeah, but there can because you can seriously fuck up an entire TV show in one season. But uh, I think they only have a few episodes less than the last season. I've been watching it since season eight, which doesn't sound like a long time, but that's literally been years because they're on season 14. And uh, there's just like something for everyone if you watch it because the way that they blend comedy and character building and drama and action and horror. I like if, if everyone in, this, in the world watches this show, it's going to be something for you. This so. is, yeah. It's the grown-up version of Scooby-Doo. Negan and actual... <laughs> Or what's his name? Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I, I said his character name. Jeffrey Dean Morgan yeah. uh, roll other than smashing people's brains in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, a pretty good one. For my number five, I went with Breaking Bad. Because I knew um, when that f- show first came out, I remember uh, the first episode had dropped on Netflix as season two, right, right at the beginning of season two. And I had heard about the show from different people. But didn't really know anything about it. My friend Pete texted me and he was like, dude, you got to watch this show Breaking Bad. It's got the the dad from Malcolm in the Middle. Malcolm in the Middle, I'm like, yeah. why would I want to watch this? Like, it just seems so dumb. Because, like, I saw the picture of it and it's him standing there in his underwear holding the gun. You know, his tidy whities And I'm like, what is this? So I started watching the first episode and immediately got hooked into it. And I think probably three or four episodes into that first season, I knew instantly I was watching something different. That this was going to be like a paradigm shift in the way we watch television moving forward. Because this was just, this was something else, man. And I, you know, I got through with the first season. I caught up in the second season as it was going on. And then I watched it uh, pretty much until, you know, until the very end. And I would just get the episodes on like PlayStation Network or whatever. And man, there are some some of the most jaw dropping moments in television history in that show. And I think me and you talked about it, Eric. Um, yeah, the part where when Gus gets half his face blown off, I literally I mean, like just rewound. casually walking. Yeah, you don't, dude. Get, and then all of a sudden. I rewound that scene like 10 times. I was just like, oh my God, this is awesome. (laughs) And just from the first frame to the very end, and even the fly episode, a lot of people didn't like complain about the fly episode, but from a writer's perspective, honestly, I think the fly is probably my favorite episode because it actually is such a like metaphor for just the, the mental state uh, that Walter White was in and his like, just descent into madness. So I don't know if you've never watched Breaking Bad or anything. Like, please you go want, back and watch. You want that a show. better endorsement than ours for Breaking Bad? Yeah, Anthony <laughs> Hopkins was introduced to it on set. Really? He made them go get the other six seasons, and he binge watched it when he wasn't working. Wow! And sent a letter to Brian Cranston saying he was the best actor he has ever seen in his life. Oh yeah. Wow. <clears throat> Coming from the best actor that ever lived, that's probably a good endorsement. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what about your number four, Eric? That would be The Sopranos. Yes. Uh, since I've uh, 
met a couple people, you know, going in and out of New Orleans that were actually tied to extracurricular activities. <laughs> you know, activities. <laughs> then uh, that was probably the most accurate portrayal I've ever seen because they showed their actual home life when they wasn't conducting business versus just run out and just shoot everybody. Of course, yeah. they had a lot of it, but, you know, I they think... showed... The human part. They showed the human part as the easiest way I can say a character development. Yeah. From Christopher Moltisanti going from a scared little <laughs> to getting murked by Tony because he decided he was going to stand up for himself. That's pretty. Uh, and then Ralph Cipperella. Yeah. Come on. I think Turn honestly, he it's... didn't. He didn't like to be the one giving it when he was getting yeah. it on. He liked to be the one taking it when he was getting <laughs> on from his woman. And my head was like, "What the fuck did I just watch?" <laughs> You know, uh, I think without um, the Sopranos, we wouldn't have had Breaking Bad. I, th- I think the Sopranos and the Bra- and Breaking Bad are kind of, you know, in that same sort of category of dark, funny, like you know, character, like character arc, like you know, it's just that type of just that genre of TV. I think Sopranos really jump started that that genre. God, that's because David Chase and them, man, they they just knew how to write. Yeah, for the people, for the people they cast, they knew exactly how to write the scenes. Man. I got to see a couple of the uh, the shooting locations when I went to Jersey to visit my friend Joey a couple of years ago, and we went. We saw the uh, the gas station where um, Big Pussy was shot, and um, or was it Big Pussy that was shot at the gas no, station? No, no, no. Uh, that was. Uh... Damn it! Damn it! The one that ended up marrying his sister, right? Yeah. Can't remember his character name right now. Yeah. Um, saw that place. Um, we were going to go by the um, the strip club, but we didn't get to go by there. Um, what was the name <laughs> of it again? I forgot the name of it. Uh, can't even remember it. Because I know Dante was the one who owned it. I just can't remember. Yeah, it's been a few years. It's been, God, it's been 15 years since I've watched The Sopranos. I need to watch it again, yeah. man. I, that jo- that show is so good. Jacob, have you ever seen The Sopranos? Oh, dude. 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 It's, it's like Breaking Bad. Just insert mafia. Yeah. <laughs> like, take good Real fel- mafia. Take like, a- like they would really be. Yeah. They're still human, like, even though they're a freaking psycho. Like, if you took Breaking Bad, The Godfather, and Goodfellas and put them in a blender, you have The Sopranos. Yeah, that sounds pretty probably, appealing. That's yeah. the most accurate description I've ever heard, actually. <laughs> so what about you, Jacob? What's your number four? Uh, my number four is Doctor Who. Yes! Because how can it not be, you know? <laughs> I mean, there's just so many. Even, like, the old Doctor Who that people that are from people's childhood, like, that's in case the nostalgia, you love that because of what it was when you were a kid. And then we get up to the new Doctor Who with possibly the best writing on television ever. Yeah. Like, ever. Just It's so intricate. There's so many different stories in every episode. There's so many different stories with every Doctor. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's incredible. Who was so your favorite Doctor? Before. Matt Smith. Yeah, well... It's a toss no, up. I like the original. I watched one season. When I went to season two, I was done. Yeah. <laughs> Tom I like Baker. The, the guy ba- from 28, 28 Days Later when he played yeah. the. Uh, that's the one I like. After that, I was like. Mm. <laughs> yeah, nope. Tom Baker. Uh, Christopher was, Eccleston. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because Tom Baker was my first doctor, and I always have a soft spot for him. But I'll be honest, Matt Smith, those Matt Smith episodes that season was, or the, the that those several seasons were just, man, they were damn near perfect. Yeah, I mean, Stephen Moffat and uh, Mark Gaddis as a writing team, is, because those are the guys behind Sherlock as well. Yeah. Like, you're going to find, uh, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a, a better writing team when it comes to weaving a mystery. Yeah. You're talking about Sherlock with uh, Lucy Lewin? What's that? Or the yeah. English version. You know what I'm talking about? I mi- no. I missed it. What did you say? She played like they had a Sherlock or something like that when uh, Lucy Lewin was playing like oh, a song. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Elementary. elementary. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I forgot about yeah. that show. No, uh, we're talking about uh, Sherlock with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Bumblefoot. Uh, I'm going to watch that now. That a new <laughs> yeah, it has uh, Martin Freeman as uh, Watson. He is probably one of the best actors working right now, man. Yeah. Yeah, did you, he is. Did you see him just make Chewbacca sound <laughs> and, no. and bring Harrison Ford back to like he was on set, man? Yeah. Watch, go just go watch the clip when you get off. Watch Graham Norton and and with uh him with Benedict Cumberbatch and uh Harrison Ford on it. Mm. And he he gives Harrison Ford like one of those moments where you're like, you know, you, I mean, he's 70 something years old. It, it took him there, yeah, the <laughs> first time he heard Chewbacca again because he, he's that good at it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, for my number four, and uh, Eric, I know this is on your list too, so I, I added it as my number four, Married with Children. And it's one of my favorite comedies of all time. And a couple of years ago, you know, when I was going through my divorce and I was having a rough couple of months, like that show, all I did was watch Married with Children. Like I couldn't, there was a good month where like I didn't eat, I didn't sleep. And all I did was watch Married with Children all day and all night. So, you know, that show was just kind of If I didn't like... eat or sleep for a month, I would still look like this. <laughs> but it was just, it, it's just comfort food for me. You know, like that show, just something about it. I watched it as a kid, and I still love it as an adult. And Al Bundy is still one of the greatest TV characters of all time. I've watched every episode at the minimum of 10 times a piece. Yeah. <laughs> and there are bad. 251 of them yeah <laughs> so what about you what's your uh where are we at number number three, three now three yep three yeah and that would be since we've already went there uh breaking bad yes i mean that, that man going from walter white mr mm. i'm self-defeated freaking i'm about to die i might as well just let it happen. Don't want to take the chemo to go ahead, taking the chemo and turn it into freaking Heisengard. Yeah. I've never seen a, an actor be able to take a character from that point to the end point and still make me believe it. You know, one of the best, another one of the best scenes in that entire series is when Hank, is in the bathroom and he realizes he realizes that he's Heisenberg. That, yeah, yes, he, sir. Oh my god, that was just like yeah, late just, bulb moment. He's like, 
Yeah. <laughs> and then he tells them, if you know what you know, you know, tread lightly. Yes, exactly. Oh, my God. I got. I want to <laughs> go watch that again. <laughs> Why am I rooting for a drug-dealing psychopath? Exactly. But <laughs> <laughs> he made me root for him, and he's the I fucking know. bad guy at yeah. one point. You know, halfway through, he's the bad guy. You cannot convince me otherwise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what about you, Jacob? What's your number three? Yeah, my number three is the U.S. version of The Office. Oh, yeah. Why didn't I put that yeah. on mine? We, we talked about this in uh, the last episode with Wally about comedy writing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, the first, what, seven seasons are ironclad, perfect, some of the best comedy on TV. Yeah. And the last two just kind of downgraded to a really funny sitcom from possibly the best sitcom of all time. And they really just utilized the mockumentary style and made it popular. Because even the UK version of The Office was still kind of pioneering it. Yeah. And then The Office just took it and it's like, this is how you be funny on TV now. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing Like with, with The Office. As much as I love The Office, there just gets a point in it where I just, like, like, like you said, around the last couple of seasons where I'm just like, eh, it's just not... It just it's not hitting the same anymore, and it yeah. felt like it was starting to get like really long in the tooth at that point. Like maybe they should have hung it up when you know, like a season or two ago. Right, and that's the curse of some of the best shows on TV. Is yeah. if they ended it a season earlier, it would be so much better than it ended up being. Yeah. See, I'm always that way with Supernatural because I'll get to the point where mm-hmm. like halfway through a season, and it's like because they do those 24 episode seasons, like. You'll get those filler episodes, like three or four filler episodes in a row, and you're just like, why don't they just end this shit? But then they'll like punch you in the face with something. You're like, oh my god, I can't wait till next season. Thank <laughs> like, goodness they didn't end it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for my number three is X Files. I love the X Files. I have watched it through so many times. Um, my poor uh, Hulu subscription is just for a long time there it was just my x-files subscription is what it was because all i did was watch the x-files and you know the x-files was kind of uh, without the x-files we wouldn't have breaking bad because you know vince gilligan also worked on the x-files and um you know that's true just the way the X-Files was shot, you know, the way it looked, the, the writing on it. Like, I love that they had the, they were one of the first shows that really started to do like that season long overarching storyline. Like, yeah, they did have a lot of, you know, the, the villain of the week type of stuff, but they really started like, they would have like two or three of the episodes of the, you know, the overarching like smoking man storyline. And then they would do a couple of villain, uh, you know, monster of the week. And I really like that, and I miss that in a in a TV show. Like I love the kind of the mystery of the week type of, of format. Yeah, I mean, because they they had that, like you said, that overall theme. Yeah, they were interweaving small stories in that, almost every episode. Man. Yeah, yeah, and they they kind of did that with like the first five seasons of Supernatural. Yeah, but as soon as it hit Angels and Demons, that's what the entire show became about. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not hunting down, like, what monster are we finding today? It's, you know, oh, hey, fucking Satan's alive. <laughs> well, like, the, a couple <laughs> of seasons ago when they're, like, the main villain of the season was God. And I'm like, yeah, 
how are, who do they fight next? You know, like where are yeah. they going to well, go from well, here? That's where they are now in the last season. Like the <laughs> season right now, they're trying to kill God yeah. and you can't top it, which is why it's their last season. Yeah. So what about you, Eric? What's your number two? Married with children. Yes. It's technically tied, but when you see my number one, you'll, you'll know why, because it's right. a character driven show, <laughs> but I've never had somebody keep me entertained and make me feel like he was that damn person mm-hmm. more than Ed O'Neill yeah. playing Al Bundy. I mean, I mean, some of the jokes, like my favorite one, the, the girl comes up, he goes, he says, uh, she, she tells him all that, uh, jumping might have expanded my foot. And he's like, well, I see you falling on your ass a time or two. He says, but, but, and she said, how dare you say that to my face? He says, well, I would say that behind your back, my, but my car only has a half a tank of gas. <laughs> and me being a fat person, yeah. I'm like, that's just funny. You cannot get away with that. I don't care who that. you are. You that's funny. There's because, no way you people can. people are like, why do you like married with children? It makes fun of fat people all the time. I said, I never even thought about it that way until you said something. Yeah. <laughs> You cannot get what away with, tell me? with yeah. that show now. There's no way in hell that that show would hell make it these no. days. Everybody gets offended. Like you could wear the wrong color, and people are like, "Oh, yeah. oh shouldn't be wearing that color. That's racist." Yeah. Or you can't get your hair cut like this. That'll be racist. I'm like, I dare you come at me with that racist shit with my Jewish self and my mixed kids. Yeah. Please do it. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody that's ever talked to me knows better. Mm-hmm. Now I might look like a Mississippi redneck. Gun toting, uh, what's that super flag, that Confederate flag wearing yeah. retard? But, um, <laughs> but no, no, not me. No, Eric's pretty woke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, what well, about you, you know. Jacob? What's your number two? Uh, my number two is the Game of Thrones. Yes. I hated the, the ending, though. Exactly. That's what I was saying earlier about the last season ruining an entire show's legacy. Yeah. Because a lot of people hate the sixth season as well, but in my opinion, this, the arc in season six of Game of Thrones is one of the greatest season arcs I've ever seen, from the start to the end being the Battle of the Bastards with mm-hmm. Jon Snow facing off one man against hundreds of men and just being like, yep, this is what we're going to do now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I just some it. of the. It felt like that was the setup to the greatest ending possible, and then they gave us that shit that looked like a deflated balloon. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. Did I still enjoy it? Yes. Did I enjoy it as much as I thought? Hell. I could, honestly, the last couple of episodes, like, uh, you know, the battle at Winterfell, I, I didn't even see it because I couldn't see what was going on on the TV. It was Yeah, so exactly. Dark. You physically couldn't see what was happening. I thought so many people died Luckily, when I they were the still alive. You watch that? HDR TV. I could see it. Oh, everything. yeah. Uh, I couldn't. I could I couldn't tell the, what the, was the going on. The blacks and everything came through. Yeah. Now, if you didn't have it, forget mm. about it because my brother's TV. Hell no. <laughs> it looked like just somebody going through a dark and every once in a while you could see a little bit of something. And I'm like, no, what, what? I'm saying, how the hell are you seeing that? He said, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I said, you pretty much just listening to it. You like listening to the radio right now. Yeah. This is going back old school. So yeah. for my number so, two, oh, what were you saying, Jacob? I'm sorry. No, you can go ahead. I was going to say my number two is Firefly. Firefly Ooh. is the greatest oh, science bad. fiction not show bad. ever made. 
I mean, it's it's a western. It's science fiction. It's pirates. You know, space pirates. I mean, what more could you ask for from a TV show? It was canceled yeah, way too soon. Did you see that they're thinking about bringing it back? I wish they yeah, would. Yeah, thinking about doing a reboot. Eh, I don't know if you can do it with different people, with, though. I don't know, man. He's going to be in charge, so he's going to pick them quirky people. Bro. Yeah, I mean, Nathan Fillion could come back and still be, you know, he looks Captain same. Mal. He still looks the he exact looks same. exactly the same. The girl yeah. that played, uh, what's her name? Uh, well, you, you got Zoe. Uh, you, oh, um, Summer Glau. Yeah, Summer Glau. Yeah, she does not look the same. No, they definitely not. That for it. Um, that's a that's a glow up, as the kids say. What uh, what yeah. was his name? The Baldwin uh, um, played Jane. Uh, at Adam Baldwin. Adam Baldwin. I think he's too much of a no dickhead. <laughs> he's too much of a dickhead to get <laughs> to be recast yeah. as Jane. But you know, Firefly's whole deal was pretty much lightning in a bottle, because them being canceled after fourteen episodes was kind of a godsend, because now. It'll forever be enshrined as we want more of yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. And then they did, they did the movie to wrap it all up, and that's and now it's done, and now it's awesome, and everyone still loves it. Sweet. And they didn't do the Game of Thrones. Yeah. Well, just one more <laughs> until it was one too soon. Serenity's so good, but uh, we're getting down to it. Eric, what's your number one favorite TV show? Sons of Anarchy. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Good show. You man. give me one show that could show somebody played by Kim Coates called Tig. Yeah. <laughs> go from the most psychopathic, unloving, uncaring person, or if you want to call him a person, character on a planet to somebody that is willing to accept a transsexual as his lover mm-hmm. and willing to take her out and be okay with it knowing what world he lives in Mm -hmm. if you could convince me that there is another actor that can pull that off i would kiss your foot kim coates is one of the most underrated actors in hollywood and he needs to be in more shit yes you know you know where i noticed him at and you might not even notice it because it was really quick (laughs) have you ever seen open range no uh uh-uh Kevin Costner movie with Robert Duvall. Yeah, I've heard of it. I never. I'm not a real big Western fan though. Man, that one's different. Man, that's like old school mixed with new. It's good. Yeah, I'll look it's at right it. right at the end of where everybody was driving cattle around. Because if it's got Kim Coates in it, if it's got Kim Coates, I'll watch it. Not like a 30 second scene in there. And I was so convinced by his little smirk and his answer he gave Kevin Costner, that I was like, "Holy hell!" I have to look at IMDb and see who the hell this is. And that's what made me start looking at it. So that's how I found out about Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Yeah. Another Kevin, another Kevin Costner movie that he actually uh, did with Kevin Costner was Waterworld. Mm-hmm. And yep. what's Where's amazing he is he was actually good in Waterworld. Trying to steal all his stuff <laughs> yeah. by the woman. <laughs> you ever seen and, and he, Women? That sounds familiar. Sons of Anarchy. He <laughs> did quite a bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Maybe in Canada. Dude. That's how they like to. When Opie died, I think I died a little bit, too. Oh, I cried. <laughs> I might sound like a little bitch. That was one I of cried. the hardest TV deaths I've ever had to watch, man. Because I was you know, into that show. I could, If you liked that show, 
I can give you something that will make you feel even worse about the character. Yeah. Watch him and uh, who played Jax again? Uh, Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watch the video on YouTube of of him after his death, shaving his beard and oh. hair and stuff off. <laughs> Living as that character for seven seasons. Yeah. And then he literally stayed that way the entire time. And then it's gone. It, since you're an actor, you will know exactly how that felt. Imagine you've done movies. Imagine doing that movie or TV show for seven years. It's literally ingrained in you that you're that character. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, gone. Dude, I'm, I met him at uh, Pensacon a few years ago. And I did as well, very briefly. Dude, he is freaking tall, man. Dude, I'm six foot three, and I looked up that? to him. What's that? Did you not notice that when well, no. he was in uh, <clears throat> uh, what's the name of that? Remember the Titans? Oh yeah, but the yeah. thing is, I mean, you can't really tell how people how tall people are because so many people that I don't are know, actors man, are short. He stood next to he stood next to Ethan Suffley when Ethan Suffley was still big like me, man. Yeah, and he looked like a goddamn giant. Dude, he's like seven feet tall. I didn't know that. I and I saw him and uh, was standing next to him, and I'm like. Dude, it's very rare that I come across somebody that's that much taller than me. It's rare. Yeah, he wears yeah. some boots. He was wearing boots again, right? Uh, I don't know what he, I didn't. I didn't think to look at his feet, but he was probably wearing some biker boots or something because he was, you know, he was yeah. dressed like a like a biker. <laughs> Those add like three inches, so I always, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I'm like, man, I don't feel, I don't like feeling like that small. So I say, you know, he's just them boots that's making me feel like that. Yeah. <laughs> so what about you, Jacob? What's your number one TV show? My number one, it was on both of your lists. It's Breaking Bad. Yes. <laughs> but I like it so much more. I love it. I think it's the greatest TV show of all time. Like, I'll say right now, fuck El Camino. That was a shitty movie. I didn't like Fuck it Better much. Call Saul. I'm not into it. The five-season arc of Breaking Bad, all the way until the last episode. The last episode wasn't that great. Mm. All the way up until then, uh, you couldn't touch it. Is some of the best drama television you'll ever Dude, see. I th- I thought some Breaking of the best Bad. characters, the best actors. I you thought... do realize they never showed his body. Yeah. Every what? They never showed when the cops were coming in. They never technically showed him being picked up or handcuffed or anything. Yeah, that's true. Dude, I I love that they, last. They episode. are talking. They are talking about possibly making a return and Better Call Saul. Ooh. That'd yeah, be that'd cool. be pretty dope. Uh, I'd watch Better Call Saul finally. Yeah. <laughs> I tried I'm to watch the... the first season, and I think I got like four or five episodes in, and I just wasn't into it. I guess it was too it was too soon after Breaking Bad. Like, I wanted well, yeah. more Breaking Bad, but and it's not Breaking Bad. It's completely No, different. it's so mundane in comparison, and yeah. it's following a side character that was there for comedic relief yeah. that was loosely attached to the plot, and it's like... You're that's essentially the last season of Breaking Bad that went too far, in yeah. my opinion, is the four seasons of Better Call Saul. And the movie El Camino wrapped up uh Jesse's story well. I like that they gave him a happy ending, yeah. but fuck that movie in every aspect <laughs> because it fucking sucked. It yeah. was so boring. Yeah, it was I pretty bad. Like I was disappointed. I'm like, that that don't even count. That that's yeah. just yeah, that's not. Uh, well, that's, that's the cool thing about it is you don't even need to. That's watch not part it. of the canon, man. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> For my number one, um, this isn't the most perfect television show of all time, but this is the one show that I can watch any time of day. I've watched it all the way through all. Um, there are nine seasons, but I don't co- consider the very last season. It's more of a spinoff than it is an actual ninth season. It's Scrubs. And I'm mm. telling you, like, Scrubs is one of the greatest television shows of all time. And if you watch that entire series and you get down to the final episode, it has one of the greatest series finales of all time. And it will it brings a tear to my eye every time I watch it because it wraps up so perfectly. Like, one of the best endings to any TV show ever. Okay, is that the show with – have you ever seen Wild Hogs? The the movie, yeah, yeah, with, with Tim Allen and them, yeah. Is that the show with the with the gay cop that keeps trying to get with them? Uh, with his big smile, he's also in the animal with Rob Snyder when he plays a dickhead cop in that one. I don't remember. Is it? I can't remember his name. I don't know because I I saw he smiles real big. But... He's got kind of wavy hair, big old teeth. John C. McGinley. John C. McGinley. I don't know. You talking about Doctor Cox? Yeah, Doctor Cox. <laughs> I, I I've I've seen a couple episodes, but the he, couple episodes I've seen are pretty really damn good. Man. Yeah, dude, the writing is good. It's on Hulu, so if you have Hulu, it's got the entire series up there, and I highly yeah. recommend it. Just watching it from the beginning, like it's got a little bit of a rough start. You know, the first couple episodes are a little, you know, like any series. They kind of it's more about establishing the characters, but they pretty much really early on found the, the, you know, the, the I guess, you know, they found their rhythm really early on. So once you get like halfway through the first season, you're just like, all right, I'm in for the ride for this whole thing. Because it, it, like I said, it, there aren't really any, there's a bit of, you know, overarching storylines, like as the characters get older, you know, they get married and all that kind of stuff and that type of stuff. But it really, it's more, it's more just kind of like, you can watch any episode out of order and it's okay. You know, like you don't have to watch it in order, but I would recommend it because that's the way I've watched it every single time. You know, I start watching it and I watch the entire series like in one, you know, in like a month. So that's my vote for number one. (laughs) Is it really that funny though? It's great. It's one of the funniest TV shows ever made. It, it is Wonder really funny. Me to watch Sons of Anarchy. What's that? Want to know how long it took, took me to watch every single episode of Sons of Anarchy? Uh uh-uh. Once I discovered it, <laughs> um, seven days. Seven days. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Oklahoma Jeez. when I when I started. I literally watching. took naps uh, so that I could have enough energy to stay up and watch the rest <laughs> of it every time. I get too tired. I was like, let me take a nap and set an alarm, and I woke back up and played it again. I was living in Oklahoma at the time and we were snowed in and we didn't have internet or cable because we had just moved into the house. And, um, my roommate had season one and two of sons of anarchy. So I watched the entire first and second season in a weekend. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it worked. Yep. But, uh, but that brings us season a day pretty easy. They're only like 13, 14 episodes long. Some are shorter. But that brings us to the end of the episode, Eric. Thank you so much for joining us on the on the yeah, show tonight. It's been great talking with you. I mean, you know, I was taking up a little bit too much room, but uh, yeah. <laughs> no, you're good. 
So uh, <laughs> if you're watching this on Twitch um, or you're listening to this, um, we're actually, I just got the uh, email a little while ago saying that this was approved for iTunes. So we will be uh, oh. uh, out there on pretty much any pod podcatcher, pod, you know, whatever app you listen to pods on. You'll be able to get us. Plus, we're uh, we're going to be on Spotify real soon. So, um, you know, if if you're listening to us, uh, you're watching this. Yeah, you can go download it right now off of iTunes, Open Micers Podcast, and follow us on Twitter too at Open Micers on Twitter. And that's pretty much it. So, Jacob, you got anything you want to throw out there before we go? Fuck off. <laughs> so, Eric, <laughs> Eric, you got anything you want to pimp before we leave? Hey Jason, that's a nice mustard throwing arm you got there. Yes, it is. You want some popsicles? <laughs> Hope you don't find the money. All right, up everybody, we'll be here every Thursday night at seven o'clock p.m. Central, and we will see you guys next week. You can see me from your house. <laughs>